Season's greetings, hooligans, and welcome back to our mini-campaign, The Harvest. At the end of our last episode, the party awoke with the prophetic words from a shared dream lingering in their heads. The Hollow has always been here, and we will always be here, waiting. With this ill omen in mind, the heroes now set out to find the McCormick's lost daughter and whatever else stands in their way in Episode 5, Dark Discoveries. I'd also like to take this moment to thank all of our listeners, both old and new, for their support. As a special gift for the season, we will be releasing an episode of The Harvest every week up to the campaign's climactic finale. As promised, we will be returning to our regular campaign, Vermingard, early next year. As always, if you enjoy the show, be sure to like and review us on social media and your podcast platform of choice. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody. This is Benji, another exciting episode of our mini-campaign, The Harvest. When we last left our intrepid adventurers, they had uh, made a deal with the devil, so to speak, with a general Felreve that he and his spectral militia would return the next evening, and there was going to be a duel of honor to be fought. Uh, in the meantime, they have been allowed to rest up, and there's a number of things still pending before this battle with the uh, general of the faceless soldiers this evening, uh, mainly recovering the McCormick girl, Bridget McCormick, whatever happened to her, as well as, well, there was a, uh, they had, oh, each had a visitor in their dreams the night before. And we'll find out what happens next as it is sunrise and everyone wakes up. What do you all do? Uh, well, oh, you go ahead, Finn. Are you sure? Yeah, you sure? go ahead. Oh, all right. All right. If you don't mind. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wake up, you know, look outside the window, uh, take in the uh, the sun as it as it rises, seeing as it may be my last sunrise. Uh, then I'm going to go ahead and get my shoesies on. I'm going to go ahead and go downstairs to the bar and uh, see if they have any coffee on tap. They actually do. It was <laughs> brought in by Dimitri before, introduced him to some uh, coffee. Uh, pretty strong stuff. Good. And comes out of this contraption that Dimitri made this tin contraption with all sorts of pipes and things going out of it and steam and uh weird it's it's really a good cup of coffee actually perfect i'm just gonna go ahead and and lounge about the front with uh with my cup of coffee and really look back at my life considering that i'm probably going to die well, that's a good way to start your day, you know. Mm-hmm. Some do with meditation, you do it with like, well, I'm going to die. Can I uh can I join Finn? And getting some Absolutely. of that coffee? No. Absolutely. Too bad. <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, so far, you got uh, two. You, you, uh, oddly enough, you do not have any sort of uh, a hangover or feel at all bad from that rather potent fey wine that you were given yesterday. That's good. I mean, maybe it's something in my blood, you know. Could be. Could be. Uh, and Pocket, what about you? I'm going down to get some breakfast. All right. And probably try to find Locke. And Locke, I imagine you're going to be going downstairs as well, or are you going to sleep off the vodka? (laughs) No, uh, Locke's up. He's, he's gotten his armor on. He's gotten his things all prepared. And he, he had, he heads downstairs in preparation for the day and meets up with everybody. You see some people have already left. looks like, um, the common room is not as full as the night before, mm-hmm. as had been mentioned before. Most people are staying within the uh, safety of the end of the last rest in the evenings, but during the day they're going about their business. Some of them, uh, some still are there after the sighting of the spectral militia last night, but uh, a number of them uh, have moved already gone out. I mean, a lot of these are farmers, so they're I mean they're up before the crack of dawn, really. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll meet up with my compatriots. You see them drinking this strange sludge coming out of an odd little machine. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Locke well, has no interest in any of that. Ah, uh, okay. And um, Pocket's looking about getting breakfast. Locke will immediately sort of. You know, skipping the small talk, that's not really what he he's all about anyways. He'll stand there sort of awkwardly and he'll say, I apologize for getting you into the mess that we are currently in, and I would not hold it against any of you if you were to leave. I I know I've put you well ahead of your timetable, and there is a 
decent chance we could all die this evening, and I'm sorry I made that decision for you. You know, it's all right. You look like you could use some breakfast, though. Would you like a veggie sausage? Or a cup of coffee. Look, I, I, I can tell you now that this is probably the best cup of coffee I've had, and I'm not just saying that because I'm, I'm probably going to die, but <laughs> it's it's fairly well. And uh, to your point, um, honestly, Locke, at any point in time, we could have died, be it one thing or the other. So, why are you saying this? Now? No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> honestly, Locke, one thing that you've taught—I'm pretty sure not just myself, but everybody here—if um, the cause is great enough, why not? Locke will nod and smile and look to Carl. Borrow. I. What about you, Carl? Sorry, I'm sorry. I got lost in this coffee. Uh, <laughs> wow, I've been drinking so many new things today. Um, yeah, yeah, no, burger sounds fine. Let's do that. <laughs> Are you telling me that's your first cup of coffee you've ever had? Yes. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you are from here on out. We're going to see you about problem. halfway through the day. Are you threatening me? Don't is give anything try, to pocket. Is gonna have do to not lock give me anything down. to pocket. Don't give anything to pocket. Don't. don't I don't want to So I don't give him an entire cup of coffee is what you're Carl, saying. Don't. Oh, I take that's... the coffee. Yes. Oh, heaven help us. <laughs> okay. You act um, like I don't know the fine intricacies of the coffee bean. I've, fine. I've lived in the pocket. forest for a very long time. Have He'll a sip then. talk to the cup of coffee for all we know. It's fine. <laughs> he understands the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> he must be the coffee. I'm just rolling a couple things here. Oh, okay. no. Just, oh no. No, no, no. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Don't I worry. I drink the coffee. And pocket implodes. <laughs> uh, you're fine. It's it's actually a little bit bitter. It's good since that they know what they're doing with the coffee beans. You know, these humans. Um, yeah, no, no side effects. I mean, it sound, tastes like you know it's good. A little, little more bitter and strong than tea that you've had. You've made yourself before, but otherwise, it's pretty. Whoa. <clears throat> no, you're you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I was gonna say, does he immediately need to go to use the restroom now? Is he one of those people? No, we're just gonna see him bouncing off the walls. Wee. Uh, uh, well, uh, breakfast and coffee aside, uh, what are you? You guys are discussing what your plans are going to be for the day because you know what's going to happen in the evening. Right. We all get to go home, man. This day, this whole. This whole traveling thing has been so great. Where where are we as far as the uh the girl? How, how are we approaching that situation? I'd say that's priority one. Absolutely. We find, we find her, we return, we do what we can. We can I'm troubled. Normally I wouldn't speak of this, but last night I had a I had a dream. What kind of dream? To have a dream. To to have a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream. About a woman. Did she have blonde hair? She did. She spoke of uh, either leaving or, or 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 coming to her. That's right. Did did you all have similar dreams? Oh my god, are we linked up right now? I'm um, sorry. <laughs> actually, <clears throat> actually, I I believe we did. I did. If I uh, knew that. If, if this all sounds familiar for. For each of you, then perhaps we may have shared the same dream. This I think is too she's. Weird. I think she's a fae blood, hmm. and that means fae blood. She can yeah. very magical, highly magical. We'll, ah, so a wit, a witch. And could well, I mean, if you consider me a witch, I, I consider you small. I, if what Finn's saying is. Correct. What he's implying is that she may be one of the witches that the general spoke of. Which is not good? Well... I'm I'm assuming? I... That remains to be seen, I think. I, I think we're looking at a puzzle here, but we don't have all the pieces. So the true image hasn't formed yet. About this time, you, uh, hear a... Sounds like a Footsteps coming up uh, from around 
looks like uh, from downstairs and it's just, you can tell it's someone who's got a, a, a lame foot or is using something. So it's like, you know, thunk, 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 thunk. And it's the uh, older gentleman that uh, you have been introduced to as a uh, last name was Craven before he goes over to the bartender, gets a, uh, a coffee and opens up a flask, puts something into it. Close up the flask. He's just looking at all of you turns, drinks the coffee very quickly with a grimace and then starts hobbling over to you. Ah, I respect Good that. morrow. Morning. Morrow. So I have something for you all. No, no, don't thank me all at once. I'm a bit of an apothecary myself, and I thought you might need a little something. And he comes out with, from his um, old tattered coat, four vials of a thick reddish liquid. Ah, jelly! No, not jelly, you dolt. Oh, well. We'll speed up the process then. What is it? He turns and looks to Pocket. He goes, Excuse me, good sir. Could you tell your companions that these are potions of healing that might assist you in your endeavors? Uh, he said to tell you that these are potions of healing because you're an idiot. <laughs> well, you're still small. Thank you. And I couldn't say it better myself. <clears throat> Yeah, this might be able to assist you. I, well, it's not going to be a miracle, but it's what I can provide in short notice. So you each are given a, a potion of healing, unless Pocket likes to just keep them all. And it is, uh, it will, imbibing this potion will heal 2d4 plus 2 hit points. I would say use that when, uh, well, <laughs> when all is lost or close to it. And uh, best of luck. Any help is appreciated. Thank you for this. He just kind of looks, ah, just, uh, I know you're going after the McCormick girl. Yes, about that. Would you, would you have any insight on where to start looking? She always was, uh, stubborn that one. Quite inquisitive. I say, if anything, start because she always liked to, and well, he kind of looks and shrugs his shoulders. She was a bit of a, uh, Apprentice of mine. She liked to take shortcuts a lot. So knowing her, she probably took a shortcut from the main road. I'd say go and start from there, from her house, and work your way back. She never did stay to <laughs> she never did stay to roads much. So I've heard others go ahead and mention the Wayland farm. Yes. It's a large vast cornfield. And, unfortunately, it was set up as a maze for the Harvest Festival, but uh, when the Waylands went missing, well, not much to it now, is there? I suppose not. Well, we appreciate it. Maybe we'll begin our search there. Mess of luck. You'll need it. If you uh, need to find me, I'll be at my establishment, Oddfellows. Just the south of here. You can usually see several things... There are things of a uh, multicolored smoke coming out if I'm working on something. Excellent. If I'll it's too much mind. smoke, uh, I'm on fire. Put me out. <laughs> uh, we'll keep that under advisement. Oh, one more thing. Be careful of misconceptions. Who's she? Oh. <laughs> okay. He's, he, no, he, he just kind of looks at us. My, my. Touche. He actually smirks and nods at you. He goes, the knight has a wit about him. I appreciate that. Did I say something funny? Oh, dear, oh dear God, no. Don't, don't worry, Locke. You, you're, you're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> that was perfect. He, he turns and man. looks to... He turns once again and looks to Pocket. As I was saying... <laughs> Beware of misconceptions in the hollow. And out of the hollow, he looks around. Not everything is as it seems, good sir. All of you, be on your guard. And he hobbles out.
So what's the plan, ladies and gentlemen? Locke's interested in who this misconception is, um, <laughs> but too long of a story. This is a mini campaign. <laughs> uh, he'll he'll uh, scratch his, his his beard and stand up and say, "I think well, we may as well head to that corn maze. Perhaps we can find Bridget there. It's as good of a lead as we have." True. Right. Yep. Uh, you guys you made me look dumb in front of the wizard. Well, it's not. You do that yourself, and it's not that hard. I have found, I have found that it's quite easy to make yourself look dumb in front of a wizard. Well, it is a wizard. It is I, a I wizard. Assu- I assume. You guys don't know that. You said it was just a simple apothecary. Gesundheit. That's fair. So, uh, I, yeah, you don't know his religion. Wait, huh? <laughs> so he he um he had mentioned something about backtracking and uh, going back to the the home to see uh, where it is that she had gone through the, the shortcuts she had taken. Or do we want to just go straight to the corn maze? Carl, you would know that if you were, you'd be able to have anybody here, you would be able to, even in this more urban environment, it still is a small village. You could probably pick up a trail from where she started. You know, I don't know I, if you um, guys know this, but even though this is an urban place and I am more suited for uh, nature things, uh, I could, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, that, that was dumb. Sure. <laughs> Ignore that. <laughs> All right, cut. Roll again. <laughs> Eraser bath. I, I pull the, um, doll out and I say, huh. I may have a way to help as well. And at that moment, I, um, uh, are we still in the, um, you're still in the end as far as I know. Um, I'm not going to do it then. I say, I have a way of tracking this. Um, but I'm going to wait till we're outside the gates. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. I say we head to the gates. I think so, too. All right. Get our, get our horses and head out. And our All right, birds. so you're able to get your horses from the groom, who also is the dishwasher, who also is, was the, uh, the uh, acolyte for the village priest. He gets around. So Willem's out there, has your horses ready and your yes. pony. Thank you. Good. Just build. nods and uh, just, Oh, do you name your pony bill? Absolutely. Oh, that's good luck. Right. Wanders off. So, uh, you all are on horse or pony. You've exited the gate. So you are now on the, what would be the main road that goes from east to west in this small village? Pocket what you have in mind. All right. I'm actually going to step off Bill at this point and ask, ask Carl to hold on to his reins. Um, and I, holding the doll in front of me, um, am going to actually set it on the ground and then... I'm going to wild shape into the wolf that I meant, Volk. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did he turn into a dog? More of a I wolf. I can hear him barking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fast one, ain't he? Go, boy. Um, go. And go as, the, uh, as the wolf, I do have um, keen hearing and smell. Right. So I was hoping I would be able to catch the scent from the doll. Okay. You're able to, you start sniffing at, at the doll and you're able to get a scent off of it. Yes. Um, I'd like to follow my nose at this point and see if I can, as we're, as we're going down the, the road. It takes a while as you're going towards what would be, you, now this is a road that you have seen. It looks much different during the day. It, there's a, there's a mist from the morning, much different than the fog. This seems natural. And uh, as you're, Going through the town, you're not able to pick up much yet. As you get closer to uh, the Grywoods, still nothing. Uh, you're able, matter of fact, your your nose is assaulted by so many smells of like crow and unfortunately viscera and things like that. It's you actually sneeze a few times, but between the uh, from what what you're able to see from getting past that, you start going to what you see these vast fields of corn to the uh, north of the road. And beyond that is a small, you're able to see much easier in the day, a small farm 
to the east, which would have been the McCormick Farm. As you come up on the McCormick Farm, you are able to pick up a scent. There's a lot more around here. Carl, you're able to see, able to make up very easily the tracks in the mud of the cart that was heavily laden uh, exiting. And between Carl and for the very fast-thinking pocket with the uh, catching the scent, you two are able to pick up, it looks like a trail, that does not follow the eastern, the west-eastern road, but goes directly east, not having to zigzag around anything, but directly east through what would be the Wayland cornfields. I imagine you all are following this. Yes, we are following the dog. And uh, I said, on its own, even with this, because there's a lot of sense, especially start getting towards the, the, the corn maze uh, or the corn uh, field itself and this maze, it's kind of difficult because there's a lot of sense in there. But between, once again, combination of Pocket and Carl working together, they're able to see that she did indeed go through this maze. And uh, was it looks like, as you're seeing like some of the different things, Carl, you're picking up on, uh, there's, there's stalks of corns that have been brushed quickly aside and broken. But what you're also picking up is a sign of a lot of uh, bird droppings similar to around the Gry Woods in this area, which is kind of surprising because there's a number of scarecrow out here too. So you normally think they wouldn't have to be, be as much. As you go further into this maze and going towards the west, when you're able to track, you come up to a clearing in this maze, and it looks like it had been created before for the festival. And Pocket, you find this, you know of this sooner than the rest of everybody else because you're spelling once again viscera. And viscera is it's compelling as you all come into this clearing. You see what remains of what must have been some hapless villager in this deep in this maze of corn. Female, probably late teens, early 20s. And her body's been cruelly nailed to two large posts in a sick mockery of the nearby scarecrows. Like the Grywood, she's covered in small puncture wounds and scratches. And to make it even more grisly, the young girl's eyes have been plucked out and her mouth appears to have been sewn shut. A pool of blood soaks into the ground beneath her. Are we there yet, or is it just... You're all there. No, you've been following, so right, you so all come can... into the clearing. So I see the... Uh, Finn sees the body. Yes. What color is her hair? It's hard to tell, because it looks like a, a hat's been put on, like a straw hat. Okay. And then what? what's her clothes... What is on her body? Uh, she is wearing a remnants of it looks like a, a brownish or russet skirt uh, and a green bodice. Oh, no. Does she have a cloak on? Is that is that all she has? There looks like there is soaked on the ground, soaked in blood, is a green cloak. <sighs> Can I get a little closer just for the uh, hair confirmation? Certainly. You step closer to the scarecrow. Well, the mockery of a scarecrow to the corpse. So you look up, you see even more so this, the mouth's been sewn shut and there's something like sticking out of the mouth. It's like some sort of, I, I don't know, like grass or what have you. Uh, you notice there's a number of markings carved into the flesh. It's... Uh, Oddly familiar, maybe it looks like something maybe arcane, but you can pick up. It can't pick up necessarily what, what necessarily it is. And then you look up to the eye. Well, it used to be the eyes, hauntingly just looking out these deep pits and blood running down her face and matting her raven black hair. Well, it's, that still sucks, but um, <clears throat> I can. Uh, I don't think this is uh, who we are looking for, but uh, this is definitely something that we should not take lightly, regardless. Now, there's some markings in her skin. Uh, if you want to, um, 
Carl, if you can come over here and help me try to decipher whatever this is. Uh, Pocket, uh, if you can use your wolf eyes to uh, help as well. Before before they uh, they step forward, Locke will put a hand up, and he's going to use uh, divine sense. So as an action, I can detect good and evil. And I, at the end of my turn, you can sense anything affected by the hollow spell or know any location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet. That's not behind total cover. So I can use that four times per long rest. And uh, I'm going to see if whatever's been done to this poor girl has, you know, turned her evil. If there's anything else we need to be aware of before we touch the body. Okay. So you concentrate deep within where you studied before under Lord Knack, and you concentrate on the your order, the Haven Guard, and what it means to you and what it means to these people. And as you reach out with your senses, you will them to go and look over this villager. And there, you pick up, oddly enough, there is not the body but the carvings on the body. They radiate some sort of taint, tainted magic. It's only there for a moment and then go and then leaves. And as you go to turn around to talk to your companions and tell them what you found, that's when the scarecrow behind you all radiates this sickly reddish color that you identify as true evil as its head slowly moves up and looks at you with bright red glowing eyes and hisses at you all everybody roll for initiative so everyone uh we're gonna start off with lockinar what did you get for initiative i got 15 all right pocket 19 nice Carl? 21. Oh, nicer. And Finn? I got 16. 16. All right. All right. And I've rolled for them, and they'll go when, well, you'll find out. Or the bad guys. Uh, or bad guy. So let's go ahead and start off with Carl. So you've seen this scarecrow come to life, and it is, um, it's coming down from its perch and approaching you all as a group. It probably is in the back because so since you had two of you going forward, I'm just going to call this one. So two of you were uh, moving forward. It had uh, been able to track down uh, the scent and, and or the tracks for Bridget. You came upon this scene. Uh, Finn had moved forward and uh, then Lockinar. So you rule all equal distance. So it's all you're almost in a line around this corpse that's hanging up. And the scarecrow is approaching you. So what do you want to do? I'd say probably the scarecrow is about 10 feet away at this point. Uh, I take out my longbow and immediately start firing arrows. Okay. Fire first, ask questions later. There you go. My D20. Maybe it's a friendly scarecrow looking for a brain. Your brain. Uh, okay, let me see. 18? 18 is a hit. 18 is definitely a hit. Eight damage. Eight damage, okay. All right, you see the arrow sink in to this uh, creature, and it's a... Give me a perception roll. Perception, Carl. you say? Yes, I do. I just did. <laughs> uh, it adds up to 19. 19? All right, so for what should be... You know, it's Scarecrow, they're made of, like, you know, what, just old clothes and straw, right? The straw had a pretty meaty thunk to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see the straw coming out of it, but something's behind that straw. You're thinking. It just didn't sound right when it hit. Uh, With that, we're going to go to uh, Finn. You are up. Now, once again, it's just this one, but you're noticing I'm going to give you... uh, Yeah, you were... Are you sure? Because did Pocket get 19? I did get 19. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. 19. (laughs) Well, fine. Pocket, you are currently a dog. I am not a dog. I am reverting okay, so, back to regular. 
Okay, so uh, as an action, you can revert back to regular then. Okay. To regular pocket. Pocket-sized. All right, and uh, I still allow a normal action on that one. Oh, I probably can't see it. Damn. Can't see what? The arrowhead on that went through the... No, it's it's embedded within this scarecrow. Yeah. But I will say one thing. Do me a favor. Give me a um, give me a perception check. Perception coming at you. Thirteen. All right. You don't notice that arrowhead. You do notice another scarecrow coming from the left. Oh, Joyce. It's about um, 15 feet away from you right now. I'm going to cast Produce Flame and throw it at the closest. Okay, that'd be the one that first uh, animated that. Uh, okay. Produce Flame, go ahead. And uh, is that a. It's me. I have to roll a hit. Yeah, range attack, if I'm correct, or a spe- uh, range spell attack. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, 12. It tries to move to the side frantically as it sees this uh, flame, but it the flame still engulfs it. So, um, it's lit up right now. Go ahead and do damage, please. Okay, rolling for damage, and we got a three. Three? All right. It does not like that. It does not like that at all. Uh, so it's, yeah, you see the flames licking up the scarecrow and it's doing, uh, quite a bit of damage. Uh, then we go to, uh, Finn, you are up now. Now you're up. Uh, give me a perception check if you would, please. Kidoki, Hold on. Here we go. This is the good one. Let's try it again. Ha ha! Two! Two. Yep, yep, that's a scarecrow on fire. Ha ha. Suck All it. Right, what you <laughs> What would you like to do? Um okay, so I'm going to go ahead and cast Fabo uh to the scarecrow that was trying to creep up on Locke. Ah, but you only uh, so the one that just that uh Carl hit, you mean? Yes. Okay. I, was that the first yeah. one? The first, yeah, the first one, yes. Yeah. Okay, go right ahead. Alrighty. Because you got two. You didn't notice the other one yet. <laughs> gotcha. I figured. <laughs> I figured that's what was going on. Range spell attack, and then it does 1d10 fire damage. So I got an 18. That is a hit. Okay. Put an old damage, please. 1d10. Three! Three points. Just, oh, that seems to, be a, seems to be the going number here for fire. All right. Uh, so that hits as well. And it's just as like one side is like hit with flame. Then the left shoulder gets hit by flame. So it's almost like, you know, I'm almost singing like Jim Carrey from oh. <laughs> for some reason, just came up my head from Ace, Ace Ventura. Yeah, uh, with the arrows. Uh, so it's like just hit both sides and you're just seeing this. It, it's just smoking and, and the flames are licking up a bit. And it's, it's squirming around. It's still intent on attacking you, but it, it's not happy right now. Fire bad. Uh, we go to their turn now. So, at this point, the one that uh, is all, uh, is flambe at the moment is going to attack Pocket and swing and a miss. Strike one. AC fourteen. AC sixteen. Oh, another miss. So it's you see, and this thing for you just saw these the straw here before, but as it tries to hit you, you're able to go ahead and see that there's like hands, fleshy hands underneath there with like nails, long nails or almost talons on it underneath that straw. But Do these scarecrows you, have large talons. <laughs> it's not pylons, talons. Okay. Uh and but you're able to duck out of its way. Now the other one is going to close in and I'm just going to pick it random here. Oh hey Finn. Sorry, we're closed. Pro- yeah, you you just well, no, it's you're now open for business. Uh one you now see the one attacking you. It comes up from the side. Uh what's your AC there, sir? 16. 16. I need new dice. You guys are lucky. <laughs> I need new dice. <laughs> All right. We're just going to move on there. So it's another, you're able to see it just in time to duck out its way as it tries clawing you as well. But now I notice it, right? 
now, oh yeah, you notice it. As does Carl, the one that is behind you, as you've all turned to face this, the girl who is up there. You just hear this, you luckily, give me a perception check and I'll give you an advantage on this one. For me? Oh, yes. Is I am a 19. Kind of GM. All right. You are able to hear the creaking behind you. It sounds like wood snapping and flesh tearing. Ugh. Of all that. With the 19, you can hear this. And as you look behind you, it's not going to get an attack. It's not going to get a free attack on you. But the corpse, the girl, with looking at you with those pits where her eyes used to be, is attacking you. Her hands look like they are claws now. Ugh. And she's ripped her way off the, the post and is attacking you. Uh, AC 17. Um, and that, yeah, my AC is 16. Okay. So it is able to connect. So one claw misses you. The other one rakes across, uh, your, your shoulder. Do me a favor and give me a wisdom saving throw, please. Okay. Oh man. Come on dice. 13. You feel this cold fear start to go ahead and grip you. And then you're able to shake it off and it passes. Whew. Okay, good. But for a moment, your your first instinct was to flee, to run away from this abomination. But you're able to go in and take a deep breath and steady yourself and fight it off. All right. So you take four points of damage, please. Four points. By the way, everyone... Uh, because you had all slept the night. I'm sorry, I did not mention this before, but you had all your you know daily powers, backer abilities, and you were all at maximum hit points. So that's four for Carl. And then we go to... Uh, let's see. Up next, we have Lachanar. Yes. <clears throat> um, all right. So I have... A scarecrow in front of me that's on fire and attacking pocket. I have another scarecrow that's lumbering up uh, beside from, from the left. Yeah. yeah, and then I have a the the girl scarecrow that just climbed off behind us. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to notice it because it just went ahead and took a chunk out of uh, out of Car- Carlora's sh- shoulder. Okay. Um, I oh, this is rough. I'm going to go after the girl that attacked Carlora. I think the, the, the scarecrow that's attacking pocket and Finn, it's already on fire and there's two of them there. Carl's a, as a long range fighter and been taken by surprise. So I think she needs okay. help more than anybody else. So, uh, Locke will move to intercept. Okay. He'll swing his hammer down upon the head of this scarecrow. All right. All right. Maxwell, get your silver hammer. Well, let's see how I do. All right. Uh, it's 15. 15 is a hit. Solid hit. Excellent. All right. All right. 12 damage. Ooh, and that is a mighty hit. You hear the crunching. Oddly enough, it sounded like it wasn't. Well, I mean, you know, for her, this is, you, you can see the crunching of bone and, uh, on the shoulder and right. part of the chest of this girl. Despite your misgivings of wanting to attack what had obviously been someone who had been like, well, sacrificed, something like a ritual, it still is like this. It's attacking now. You needed to defend your companions. Uh, all right. So that takes 12 points, you said. All right. But it almost like as you hit, there's a crunch, but it, it doesn't seem to, you know, someone who is not armored shouldn't have taken a blow that well. And it almost seems like. Your hammer's hitting, but it's not doing as much damage as you think, nor should it should do. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Up next, uh, let's see. We're going to go back to the top of the round. That's going to be Carl. So uh, as Carl, as you've been struck by this, uh, this girl now turned into some sort of creature, uh, Lockenar's come up and hit it back away from you a bit. So you can, uh, you should be able to go ahead and attack. Do I want to attack this, like, undead little girl? 
Well, oh. she's she's you know looks she's about as tall as you. Looks like you know human and yeah, yeah. used to be a human in teens or twenties. All right, yeah, all right, longbow. Okay, so you're able to move back a little bit as Lockhart is engaged and get some distance to use your bow effectively. Uh, seventeen. Seventeen hits. Please roll me damage. Cool, cool, cool. All right, let's get this out here. Ten. Ten. All right. So the arrow sinks into the upper thigh, and this what once was a girl hisses at you, and it, it's like more rage than pain, and still is moving. Uh, we go now to Pocket. That's me. What you gonna do? How's the one in front of me looking? It's on fire. I, it's still mobile. It's still moving. Still moving, but on fire. Or Scarecrow, it's yeah, it's on fire. It's on, it, the flames are starting to go out of it now. It's I mean, these spells, you know, produces flame, but does not have a constant flame. It seems to it's starting to smolder out, but it looks pretty charred. And you're starting to see there looks like it's a human underneath this straw where it's burned away and the clothes and whatnot. And even like, or the, the burlap that was over the face is burned away and you're seeing, it looks like skin charred skin underneath. Um, I gag a little bit and throw another flame at him just cause I'm, I saw it slash at me. Okay. Um, Ooh, an 18? An 18? Yes, you're able to go ahead and uh, throw, produce the flame and throw it, almost like a flare at this creature. Alright, and... 7 damage. Ouch. It, it, you just see this thing once again engulfed in flames and it's just sitting there thrashing, trying to go ahead and put out the flames. Uh, it's looking pretty bad where most any semblance of a true scarecrow is going away. You just see this charred corpse trying to put itself out and just hissing. Uh, The eyes, however, still glow this unearthly red. Mm -hmm. Uh, With that, we go to uh, Finn. You are up. So you're seeing pockets just unleash another uh, bout of fire on this thing. And it seems to be very effective. Uh, You do have the other one that's trying to attack you to the left of it. What would you like to do? I'm gonna, um, uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and get the one I just I just noticed. Okay. With a fucking firebolt. Um, as soon as I there you are. Yep. I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Okay. So ranged attack, and then if you hit, back it up with rolling one d10 for damage. <laughs> Um, What'd you get there, AJ? <clears throat> a, a seven wouldn't have uh, managed to squeak by, would it? <laughs> Somewhere in the fields, you think you smell popcorn. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, unfortunately, uh, that's not able to hit. All right, never mind then. Never mind then. Good luck, everybody right, else. You just invented popcorn in this world, <laughs> the Veiled Lands. Congratulations. <laughs> I get money if I survive. There you go. <laughs> Riverhold popcorn, now available. Finn's popcorn, available at all places in Riverhold. <laughs> uh, all right, then. So after that culinary delight, we go to them. All right, so the one that uh, you missed and got popcorn with is going to attack you again, Finn. Uh, it is unsuccessful. Actually, it looks like it almost hit its Woo! companion with the second swipe. Uh, the one that is trying to put itself out... Seems to stop smoldering and attacks Pocket. Goodness, great. can we stop by get some buy some new dice or something online? Really, I know you guys are terribly upset about this, but it's uh, it tries to grasp you and like bring you in for like an embrace while it's still on fire and is unsuccessful. Luckily, Pocket, the one on uh, the, the one that was behind the that used to be the girl, the corpse. Uh, it is attacking Lachanar. And it must be uncoordinated like its friends now because it's it, it is able to connect, but one claw, but you just, it's just hearing this loud screech as it goes ahead and goes against the metal. Your armor is able to deflect the blow. 
Excellent. We then go to Lockenar. You are up again, sir. All right. What's the um, what's the condition of the uh, scarecrow in front of me? Scarecrow in front of you uh, is damaged, but still seems to be very mobile and very intent in doing you and your fellows harm. All right. Well, um, buh, 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 buh. shoot. Okay. Well, I'm going to. I don't really want to use my spells because I, I might have to do them tonight. But I, if I don't survive today, I won't get to tonight. So let's see. Life's full of tough choices. <laughs> it is. So I'm going to do divine smite. So I, I expend it if I hit. Mm-hmm. So that's at least I have that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use my hammer and same thing. Okay. Try to smack this scarecrow with it and see if I hit. Oofa doofa. Ten. Ten is a hit. Ten is a hit. Oh my goodness. She's a new baby scarecrow. <laughs> so. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Then I will use one of my spell slots to do smite, which uh, I get to roll 2d8 on top of my regular damage. And it's radiant damage. Oh my! Okay. And then, if is this undead? Yes, it is. Then it gets another D eight. <laughs> this is my version of these, so yes, it is. Cool. All right. So in total, I will be rolling four D eight. Oh boy! All right. All right. Well, go right ahead. So this is just for the base damage for the weapon. Yeah, going to base damage first, please. Okay. So nine damage. Okay. And then. Five, eight, and four. So 17 more. All right. So you strike this poor wretch who has been cursed into this existence. And it's a solid hit. And there's this flash of light. And you just see the chest crumple in. And its mouth tries to open to scream, but it's still sewn shut. And you see the red lights that were her, where her eyes would have been those pits fades as it falls to the ground. And does not move. All right. Well done. Uh, good use of that. So we go up next to, let's see. Um, all right, so that was you were the last. Let's go back up to the top with Carl. So you just saw this happen. Lockenar was able between you and Lockenar, you were able to deal with this newly forged scarecrow, whatever it is, and you're still hearing the sounds of combat behind you. So I turn around and I'm okay. going to aim for the closest scarecrow. Closest scarecrow to you would be the one that uh, Pocket's been working on for a while here. No one fucks with my Pocket. There you go. You're so sweet. uh, Don't don't say that just yet. Uh, Nine? Nine, unfortunately, is a miss. Yeah, I had a feeling. Okay. Spoke Uh, too soon, Pocket. (laughs) Well, but you've distracted it for Pocket to now attack. Yeah. No one can criticize you. I mean, I could, but not (laughs) Uh, for me to attack, well, um, I mean, fire's been pretty consistent, but as a, so I'm gonna um, definitely cast Shillelagh on my staff currently. All right. Uh, just because, you know, that needs to be done. And is that a bonus action, if I remember correctly? It is a bonus action. Or just... Okay. All right. Um, and then I am actually going to use it as an attack and swing for the hills. All right, swing the chalele, boyo. Ah, well, it definitely hits. I rolled a 19 plus 5, so 24. All right, you were able to connect solidly. And if I remember correctly, this makes that into, is it's considered a magical weapon, right? Yes. All right, perfect. Go ahead and do damage, please. What do we get? What do we get? Nine. Nine. So this blackened corpse with the remains of straw that's burnt off of it and burlap and old clothing. Uh, You hit it solidly and there's just this across the cornfields you hear this resounding crack that echoes as 
you see this, you hit it right at, you swing up and hit it in the neck and you just see the neck snap as the red light fade from its eyes. (laughs) And it drops to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) And you let out a whimper of, uh, I don't know, a, a whimper of victory. There, okay. All right, well done. Uh, we now go to Finn. You're up. There is one remaining scarecrow, which is, well, it's it it wants to he- give you a big hug. Hmm. So would I. Um. Don't know how to respond to that. Uh. Okay. I guess okay. We're gonna try. Uh, distance you hear popcorn popping. <clears throat> we're, gonna, we're gonna try a uh, uh, firebolt again. Okay. And we're gonna do a much better job than the last time. Uh, Eighteen right. to hit. All right, solid hit. Cool. It you flash the firebolt just blasts right into its chest. That is an eight. The D10. Right, it is a solid hit. It actually staggers a bit. Uh, I think this is the first time this one's been hit. Uh, and you're just seeing this blackened hole burning off the the old clothing that's on there. And underneath, you're seeing charred flesh burning away. Yeah, you can smell it now. The popcorn smelled better. <laughs> then uh, with that, we go to Lachanar. So you just did this impressive attack in the flash you're feeling like once again you know your orders with you when you did that and you see one remaining scarecrow that is attacking finn currently um then am i in range enough that i could uh rush to finn's aid and attack in the same round absolutely yeah then i'll do that I'll, i'll i'll run forward and as i'm i'm running i'll i'll swing my hammer at this scarecrow all right uh, that's going to be a 16. 16 hits. All right. And that is going to be a 12. Ooh, nice. All right. So it's, it's still standing. It's not happy though. It's had better days. Well, it's, a uh, some guy stuck in a scarecrow outfit. I mean, <laughs> that's got to <laughs> suck. Yeah. Who'd long, who knows it's been out here so long. Like that could have been all September and October. Anyway. Um, all right, so we're going to go up to the top of the round again with Carl. What you going to do? Well, I mean, there's only one more scarecrow left, so long get some popcorn. <laughs> All, right. All right. So you're able to move, slide off to this side to get a clear shot and easily got a beat on it. Ooh, I got a nat 20. Oh, nat 20. All right. Well, with a natural 20, what I would like you to do, young lady, is please go ahead and see you roll a 1d8 and add uh, to that, right? Usually? Yeah, it's 1d8 plus 4. Okay. 2d8 plus 4. I see. Okay. So then that was. Oh, and an 8. 15 plus what's your damage? Four, so 19. Holy cats. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you take the thing right in the head. It is, uh, yeah, it, it's no longer with us. You see, you just take it in the head and just the head snaps back and it just stands for a moment. Like it's going to it still advance on Finn. And just like you saw the other ones, the red glowing eyes fade and it drops to the ground. Boom. Limp. I high five Pidge. Did you just become a badass? Just. (laughs) (laughs) And all you can hear is a few crows in the distance and the pop pop, pop of some popcorn. Congratulations. It seems like now you're looking around the remaining, you see some scarecrows in the distance, but they're still just looks like scarecrows. Nothing else. Locke will take off his cloak and he'll uh, wrap it around the girl. Okay. And he'll get ready to put her on the back of his horse because he's not going to leave. He'll he'll at least take her back to town to see if she can be identified. You seem to be going back to the whole corpse duty thing, I notice. Okay. Well, it's what he would do. 
<laughs> it, it's your thing. I got you. Yeah. No. Uh, so you, you want to bring this back to the townsfolk and uh, the other ones, however, are, are far too. They look like they're, they're burned as well. You're able to see now all of you are able to see that there's all three of them. Uh, of course the, the girl was, but uh, the other two, there are human bodies underneath the remains of these scarecrow costumes or trappings. And uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to go ahead and take those back as well? Or um, they're pretty, um, well, they're pretty crispy. Right. Do they have anything on them that I could, that could be used for identification, like any sort of jewelry or anything like that? Go and give me an investigation check. If you would, please. Uh, six. You ain't found <clears throat> anyway. Um, <laughs> not, Really? Uh, does anyone else want to take a look at them? Or I'm okay. You're okay. You're just no. Nah. I think I'm okay. all right. All right. So uh, same thing, uh, Finn. Give me an investigation check, please. Eighteen. Well, you found you do find something quite easily as you're moving around. It's I mean, it's some pretty nasty work uh you're trying to peel what's remains of these clothing away and look around and you do notice some of the same markings that were on the girl ah great splendid but you do notice on the first one that attacked you all that was nearest to you you notice it looks like a wedding band on the left hand lock carl pocket um well, this body, this, this scarecrow has the same markings as the one that we discovered first. Uh, the only alarming part to this is that scarecrow has a wedding band on. Now, this is the, I believe, the, the Wayland farm? Yes, this is the Wayland farm, from what you were told. I thought it was the Utani farm. No, that's completely different. <laughs> different franchise. Different franchise. Mm-hmm. Someday they'll merge, and it's a whole other thing. Oh yeah, they're, they're supposed to be married. That's right. Right. So this is this is the Whalen farm, if I am not mistaken. Um, are these the Whalens? Well, uh, they didn't introduce themselves to you, so it's kind of hard to tell. I would <laughs> say that's probably a decent assessment. Right. Then I'm gonna stop touching these bodies. Then. <clears throat> um. Well, if that's the case then they should be returned to the town as well, regardless of the state they're in. Um, perhaps they'll have something, a tarp or something inside the house, but I still I still feel there is a chance that Bridget could be in this area. I mean, this is where Pocket led us. Agreed. Right. And it wasn't all just me. Carl did it too. If there was anything you need to bring back as evidence of what you found, probably if you were not able to, you reason it out, um, lock that, if you couldn't bring the bodies with you, some evidence would be that wedding band. That's fair. Um, yeah, Locke would like people to have their, you know, whatever God they worshipped or whatever faith they followed, you know, be able to be buried and whatever rites are appropriate. But these are extenuating circumstances. And, you know, should they survive the night, they could always come back tomorrow. So he'll he'll take the wedding band, but he still does wish to bring the daughter, the the girl back. All right. So as you are, you know, you've you've wrapped the body in your cloak and you're preparing to, you know, you're trying to get set up on your horse. And once again, the horse is a little bit nervous about it, but it's been with you for a while. It's a war horse, really. So it it balks at first, but is able to accept the burden. Uh, Carl. Would you do me a favor? Uh, roll me a perception check, please. Ooh, yes, sir. Let's see. Thirteen. You notice as he's bundling up, bundling this up. You you start looking around. And you notice it looks like there has you pick up to the northwest outside of this clearing. It looks like someone has gone right through, very quickly gone right through the corn stalks. Just pushed everything over. Very Yeah, just pushed over. Someone was running through by the looks of it. 
and I I point in the general direction. Do you guys see that? That looks really unusual. It, it looks like someone just barreled through this this cornfield. That that's something we should follow, right? I absolutely agree. Agreed. So uh, now. Carl, you probably need to take the lead on this one, so you've got the trail. Of course, and I'll have Pidge uh, flying up ahead just in case. All right. So as you're moving through, you start looking around. Give me another perception check, please. Ooh, yes. This one at advantage, please. So roll two and take the best, because you're now on the trail. You've picked it up, so it's not like it's anything new. So you're just looking out for unusual signs. 23. Oh, okay. That, that's good. <laughs> so you're going through that. And you notice it looks like something tore. It looked like a, uh, looks like you find like a piece of like muslin or something, uh, or it, like a, a maybe a russet color that stuck to. Uh, it looks like where they had tied with some wire, tied some of the stalks to keep them uh, into onto a stick to make sure it stayed up. Mm. And then a little further on, you see higher up, you see it looks like somebody's hair, red. you see a red lock of hair got snagged. Ooh, and I get the the clump of hair. I turn around, who's directly behind me? Are we all doing signal file or are we? Uh, at this point, you'd have to be single file. It's up to you folks. Who was going right behind? I'll go second. All right, okay, so I so- look over at uh, Pocket. I'm like, look, do you see this, this clump of hair is like it, this is this is fucked up <laughs> it's not like you know a huge chunk of it's been taken out but it looks oh. like someone like they're going through they got their hair snagged on something oh i thought it was a, a big clump of, of hair i'm like this oh, is no, fucked my apologies up. no this is this is it looks like it's a good piece of hair look at snagging someone just didn't care and kept running mm, okay so you're we're surmising we're well if you saw what you folks saw you'd want to keep running too <laughs> so we read um does this hair did you already say the color of the said hair I mean, you I can said it was see red. It. Red. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I. Did oh, I thought you're asking part. his pocket. I was like, you can. No, see I was. It. I was. I straight up did not hear you say <laughs> that was red hair, and I was like, uh. <laughs> so I'll I'll turn around, look at pocket with the uh, the the hair in my hand. Hey, you need to look at this. This is this is a good indication that she was here. This is and, a, and can I. Take it from her and see if I... I mean, I'm assuming I can't tell how long it's been there. Not really. You wouldn't have... Uh, if anybody, pocket... I mean, pocket, you could, but if you were still in... Wolf form. Wolf form, but even then, it's... It really is debatable. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with... Um... With the 23, though, I can tell you these tracks... Looks like they've been f- relatively fresh, and you'd probably say less than a day. We need to keep moving. We need to move very fast. This fresh. little this girl is in in grave danger. All right. You get to uh, you're going through this, and it's starting to widen up. It looks like it's back onto a part of the actual maze itself, and eventually, this brings you all to another clearing. And there's a small broken tool shed. Looks like it's been nearly abandoned. And the tracks seem to lead over there. I continue to the shed. All right. So uh, anyone else going to the shed? I'll go to the shed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm following the trackers. Okay. So it leads you up to this dilapidated shed. And it looks like there is um, a... Looks like it's still locked up, but it looks like the door is almost hanging off the hinges. And Carl, you're able to tell someone's pushed this door open from the hinges area and just squeezed inside. You can even see that there's up towards about oh shoulder level. It looks like there's a green piece of fabric that's been ripped and it's on like it's stuck to a splinter. We should we should enter quietly. I'm telling this to everybody. Quietly, discreetly. We should just slink in there. Just in case we don't know what's behind that door. Well, how big is the shed? Shed probably is about. It's about almost ten by ten. It's like it looks like it's it's big. It's like it was used for a lot of storage before. 
like I said, it's in disrepair. Part of one wall looks like it's actually collapsed a little bit, but I mean, still in that opening. Uh, or is it? Can pocket I can. Pocket could, yes. Pocket okay. could easily. <laughs> Depends. <laughs> Sorry. But I'm bump. So, pocket, did you want to venture inside? Yeah, I'll go inside, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll qu- sneakily go inside. I don't want to scare anyone. All right. So if you're going to be sneaky about it, give me a stealth check, please. All right, stealth. I don't know how stealthy you could be without those dogs behind you. Oh, oh no, right. they're just hounds in the distance. Uh, 16. All right, so, uh, yeah, you're able to get in there without too much. Just a small little creak, but you're able to hold the door back just a little bit, keep it from moving too much as you get past that. And the small opening that's been created by as the door started to fall in a little bit. And it's dark inside, even though it's light outside. It's still dark. You're seeing some shafts of light in there. And you're looking around, and no one appears to be there. Give me a uh, give me an investigation check if you'd like to you know take a look more. For sure, investigation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Natural twenty plus three twenty three. You know what type of wood is being used here? When it was last, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the hinges those come from Riverhold Forge Works. Um, uh, it's you're looking around. And it looks like somebody had been laying here for a while, as you could tell, like it had taken some old burlap or something like that and made into something like a, a some place to be sitting down or like, you know, to, to, to lie down. It looks like there might have been a scuffle here, a brief scuffle. And then you're looking at some of that fabric I mentioned before. You're seeing this parchment that is just like a little, a uh, aged piece of parchment that is sticking out of the uh the bottom of that cloth i go and i pick it up you open it up or you you pick it up and it actually is it looks like some parchments have been sealed in this dark red wax okay um i'm going to go back out through the hole and show the others all right so pocket comes out of there. You blink your eyes a little bit, getting used to the sun again. It was somewhat dark in there. You were searching around for a bit, and he emerges with this parchment. So it's old parchment. Looks like it's been put there recently, and it has a, uh, a looks like a fresh wax seal of dark red, holding it uh, holding it closed. What does it say, pocket? Well, I'll open it up and read it. Right. You break the seal. Inside in a flowing script, it is also red, blood red. We have her. Come get her. We're waiting. We have her. Come get her. We're waiting. <laughs>